Well, good evening. Ain't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Boy, I know I'm sure glad to be here after working all morning, having to fly around the old blue skies and look at all the beautiful creation that God's made. But there ain't no other place I'd rather be than be here with the family of God in the presence. Uh, Sister Carrie told me this morning that the Spirit had moved and Pastor didn't really get to preach this morning. And I just absolutely love those services. So I really do uh, hate when I have to work and I have to miss that because there's nothing better in, in this world than to, to be in the presence of the Lord. Um, tonight, I was, as Pastor said, I've, and as I said, I'm flying this morning working. He shot me a text this morning and said, hey, are you going to make it in in time to, to have you preach tonight? I said, well, I should be. I should be on the ground about 4 o'clock and be able to come in and, and do that. So uh, I had been working on some things that the Lord had laid on my heart previous uh, days of this week. And uh, I thought, well, okay, that's, you know, that's probably what the Lord wants me to bring forth tonight. So all day long I wrestled with myself. Well, is that really what the Lord would have me to speak? And even, you know, trying to get to the house and change and put on my tie and get to the church and spend a few minutes in prayer just before getting to come out and, and speak tonight. And, but then as they began to sing the songs, song after song after song, talking about refuge in the Lord and standing on the word, it just solidified to me that this, this is the word that the Lord has for us tonight. And uh, if you will, we'll turn to the book of Hosea 13, and we'll stand for the reading of the word. I hear a page turn. I'll give you just a moment to get there. Hosea chapter 13, verse number 4, and we're also going to read verse number 5. But it simply says, Yet I am the Lord thy God from the land of Egypt, and thou shalt know no God but me, for there is no Savior beside me. I did know thee in the wilderness, in the land of great drought. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, Father God, tonight we ask, Lord, that you just pour your spirit out upon us once again, Lord. Lord, we ask that you just have your will in your way. Lord, I ask that you just anoint me and my lips to preach this word that you've given me. Lord, I ask that you open our hearts and our minds to receive it, Lord, that we would retain it, Father God. For it's the truth, it is the written truth, Lord, that we will have this to battle the enemy as he comes against us in our mind, as he comes against us in our flesh, Lord, Father God. For you are our Savior, and there is none beside you, Lord. Lord, we pray and we ask these things tonight in your holy and precious name. Amen. You may be seated tonight. So uh, as we read this scripture here, this, this really wasn't my initial scripture that I had wanted to, to initially use. But as they sang the songs, the Lord just reminded me of this scripture. And I just, I feel led that that is really the, the opening scripture because the title of this message that I believe the Lord has laid upon my heart is Become My Salvation. So, and the, the other scripture that I had had 
comes out of Psalm 118 and 14. And the last three words of that scripture is become my salvation. And as we sing these songs tonight, everything talking about the Lord being our refuge and a safe place. This is just this is what resonated in my heart that this is what the Lord would truly have us to do, to to bring forth tonight. And you guys know that I love breaking down words and and things like that. So one thing that I wanted to break down is become. Become means to come into existence, undergo change or development. So we all know that as the Lord becomes our salvation, things got to change, right? Whether it's within us, whether it's within our heart, whether it's within our mind, there's things that have to undergo change. There's things that have to undergo development. And uh, the second word of that, become my... My means to or relating to us individually. Pretty simple, but I still wrote that definition down because it's ex, uh, relating to me or myself, especially as possessor. So it is my possession, and it is not your possession, but it's my possession. It is my salvation right so and the thing that resonates in my in my mind when I talk about that you know pastor gave us that sermon series here a while back but being victorious Christians and our victories coming through our own experiences and I don't want to try to go back and take anything away from that or add to that it's just something that resonates there and the Lord reminded me of. Because the word salvation, if you look that word up, even straight up in, in Webster, the first thing it says is deliverance from the power and effects of sin. It also goes on to say liberation from ignorance or illusion. Preservation from destruction and deliverance from danger. So all of those things to me just resonate every single song that we sang tonight to usher in the presence of the Lord. So those things to me, they, they just stand out so dramatically because of the prayer requests that were just mentioned. Deliverance from danger. Deliverance from the, or liberation from ignorance or illusion. That's one of the devil's most favorite games, Sister Ringo. Illusion or deception about your hand. But the written word of God says that there is no savior beside him. And the word salvation means liberation from illusion. Liberation from deception. Liberation from the bondage of sin. Liberation 
from a past. Salvation is deliverance from the power and effects of the enemy. It's not just sin, but it's the devil. His lies, his deceptions, it is deliverance from all of these things. Choose. The word choose means to select freely and after consideration. The Lord doesn't expect us to come to him without considering who he is. This whole entire book is about who he is. From the creation in the beginning to the coming again in the end of this book. So when we read in there to become my salvation, he's not telling us to do it blindly. He's given us an entire book. And not just this book, but testimony after testimony after testimony of liberation, of deliverance, of what he can do, what he said he would do, and him keeping his word, him keeping his promises that he has given us in this book. There's another scripture, Isaiah 46 and 4, and even to your old age, I am he, and even to your whore hairs, which means white or gray, depending on which flavor you get, but it says, the Lord says, even until these hairs will I carry you, I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. You also means my, because it is individuality. It's not just one size fits all. God knows us, each and every one, on a personal level. The word tells us that he knows the numbers of hairs upon our head. Deliver means to be set free. To hand over possession. Right? So, my is a possessor. I may possess something, but if I want God to become my salvation, I got to hand it over because I can't hold on to it. It can't be my salvation if it's my possession because the Lord wants us to hand it over to him. Lean not unto our understanding, but onto his, right? And I've been reading in the Old Testament and back in Exodus, going through as the, uh, the Lord brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. And one thing that comes to my mind 
and throughout the day and going back and trying to, to reread and rem- remember all the things that I've studied this week and preparing this message. I had no idea when the Lord might want me to present it. And I'm like, man, where's all this stuff coming from? But as I'm reading, things are literally just jumping out of the Bible and, and coming to me in, in a way that I've never seen or understood, even though I've read these passages of Scripture before. And that's one thing I love about the power of God and and the Word, the living Word of God, that it comes to life so many times over and over again. But in Exodus in, in 16 and 4, the, the children of Israel have just come out of the land of Egypt. They've just come across the Red Sea. And here they are, and they're starving, they're hungry, and they're, they're murmuring unto to one another and unto Moses about, well, you took us out of there and brought us across the Red Sea to starve to death? But the Lord says in that passage, I'm paraphrasing, but in 16 and 4 it says that the Lord is to prove them that they will walk in His way or in His law and statutes. Right? So even though they just got delivered from Egypt, they come across the Red Sea, they begin to murmur, and God says, well... I still got to prove you. Yes, I'm your salvation, but I still got to prove you. Right? So he says, I will rain down bread and flesh, right? The manna and the quail for you individually. Right? So as we go back and we read that scripture or that passage of scripture, if you continue to read that chapter, the Lord continues to, to reveal different things in there in proving them, right? In that scripture, in 16 and 4, it says to gather a certain amount every day. For God to become our salvation, we have to get a certain amount of bread every day. A certain amount of flesh every day. Not our flesh but of God, right? The bread of life, a certain portion every day. But as you continue to read that passage, as you continue to read what the Lord does as he provides for the children of Israel, this bread and the quail in the evening, is that he told them to gather a certain amount. And... As some gathered few, some gathered many. But if you re- continue reading that, it will tell you that nobody lacked. Everyone had what they needed. So those that gathered few lacked none. Those that gathered many had no excess. And then as you continue to read through there in that passage, Moses told them to gather only what you need, but they didn't listen, right? They did not hearken unto Moses' voice. And those that tried to gather and, and hold over, what happened, right? The worms. The worms come in and it began to stink, 
So if we try to gather ourselves and carry over to be our salvation, the worms are going to start coming through. If you're putting on a front and you're not trusting in the Lord to be your salvation, the worms are going to start coming through. The problems are going to start showing up in your life and they're going to continue to drag you down because you're not putting your trust in the Lord. Because there is no Savior beside me. But those that did as they were instructed, they were not hungry, their tent did not stink, and the Lord was their salvation. He provided for them. In the beginning of Exodus, it tells us that the Lord said unto Moses to, that the children of Israel would know him as the God of Jehovah, not just God Almighty. God of Jehovah is provider. And as you continue to read throughout the entire book, God is the provider. It doesn't matter which situation you face, which situation I face, God is our salvation. He can become our salvation if we will hearken unto his voice. Sister, your hand's not going to be busted if you will hearken unto his voice. Right? We all have our own struggles. We all have our own battles. Some may say, oh, Brother Ann, you're, you're related to pastor, and your life's just gravy. You've got a beautiful wife, a brand new baby on the way. And all those things are great, but that don't mean that we ain't got our own trials. That don't mean that we ain't got our own tribulations that we're going through, right? To catch the call, as Brother Bean brought to us a few weeks ago, you know, and me and Sister Kara spending time in prayer seeking the Lord and for him to say, hey, I want you to take this children's pastorate position. You know it needs to be filled. Nobody's come to you and said anything, but you know it needs to be done. But to step up, to take a commitment, a commitment role of teaching the children, not just the adults, but the children, the base of the foundation. The Lord is becoming our salvation in just doing that. Not alone, just the life struggles that we deal with every single day, right? A lot of you know, I've took, you know, a new job and different things, and I was actually sharing this with a few just before service, but there has been a lot of promised things that haven't happened. So there's been times where I've said, Lord, where, where is it going to come from? Because at the beginning of this year or, or last year, pastor challenged us to, to seek the Lord and to pray in our giving of the year. Me and, my wife, me and my wife done so. And the Lord given us a number. And we've been faithful to give that number. But there's been more than one week we've said, we don't know where it's going to come from. But we've both agreed that God said to do this. And this is what we're going to do. And we've had certain people show up and hand us money 
and say, this is for your ministry. And, and say, well, you know, you might ask what ministry, but our ministry is every single day. It is our life every single day. And it's not just been then, today even flying through was conversation that had, that showed light on the horizon for things that could be a change coming. And that is just solidifying to me of God becoming my salvation yet again in my daily life. So today, tonight, don't forget the testimonies that you already have. Don't forget the things that the Lord has already done in your life. Right, because as we read through Exodus, it is story after story after story of God becoming the salvation for the children of Israel. So it's hard today. It's hard tomorrow. It's going to be hard next week. It's going to be hard next month. It's going to be hard next year. But there is no Savior beside me. There is nobody else that can heal a broken hand. There is nobody else that can set us free from our sin. There is nobody else that can set us free from our past. There is no Savior beside me. It doesn't matter what our situations are. In Psalms 118... I want to say it's in verse 6 or 7. It tells us that there is no help in man. That the help is from God. And I'm paraphrasing that. But you can go back and check me because I promise you it's there. But there is no help in man. Because there is no Savior Beside me. There is nobody else that can become your salvation. Not just my salvation. Brother Michael, your salvation. Through your time of your sickness. Your disease. Sister Sandy, through your time with just your eye. But sometimes that is just to prove us for the next step. Exodus 16 tells us about the bread and the quail. 17 goes on to needing water for the first time. There's more chapters later on down the road where we need water again. But there is no Savior beside me. And the thing about my, and the thing that I believe Pastor was trying to get us to understand in his sermon series is we have to make the choice. We have to choose. But as I stated, the word choose means to do it freely, but not without consideration. That's why the testimonies are so important. Brother Eddie, that's why your testimony is so important. 
You stood up here and told it just a few weeks back. That's why it's important, because it's affecting somebody. It's affecting somebody that you may not know, that you may not see. But that doesn't mean that it's not changing somebody else's life. Doesn't matter what the devil tell you. Brother Udy, same for you. Your testimony is affecting lives. Even though you work from home, you communicate with people every single day. Right? In Exodus chapter 16, towards the end of that story, towards the end of that, that biblical written testimony of what God can do, it says to preserve the testimony. And that's where allowing and choosing to let God become our salvation time and time and time again preserves the testimony. They put it up for the generations to come. Not just for next week, not just for next month, not just next year, generations. Me and Sister Carrie about to start another one. Another generation for God to become his salvation. Not just mine, not just hers, not just my family's, not just my mom, but now my son that the Lord has blessed me with. God is our salvation. And there is no savior beside him. There is nothing in this world that can do what God can do. But we have to believe. The word of God tells us, whosoever believeth, thou shalt be saved. So we have to put our choice in God. We have to put our belief in God. And one of the songs said it, our faith. We have to put our faith. And that comes back to mine. It's my faith, Pastor. It's my faith, Udy. It's your faith. My faith won't be your salvation. Your faith can't be my salvation. I have to put my salvation. You have to put your salvation in the Lord. You have to put your trust and your faith in the Lord. Sister Carolyn, if you'd come. As the song said, to stand on his word. I remember Brother Torbert literally preaching a message one night, said you can stand on this word, and he literally stood on his Bible. And I'll never forget that. But the written word of God says, I am, yet I am the Lord thy God from the land of Egypt, and thou shalt know no God but me, for there is no Savior beside me. I did know thee in the wilderness, in the land of great drought. It is the written 
word that we can stand on. It is the truth. If you're a Christian and you consider yourself to be a Christian, you got to stand on the word of God. Because your life is going to be a testament of how much you're going to let God become your salvation. Your life every single day, Gloria, with them babies and everything you're dealing with is going to matter. Not for just their generation, but the generation after. So tonight, I know that we're having the thing in the back, but there's nothing more in this world that I want than for you to realize what God can truly do for you tonight. No matter what your struggle is, no matter what your battle is, for the Lord to become your salvation. No, every day is not just peachy and rainbows and butterflies. There's struggles, there's challenges every single day. But every day we have to gather a certain amount. A certain amount of the Lord every single day is what preserves us. The bread that the Lord rained down. It's the same bread He rained down this morning in the Spirit. It's the same bread that He can give you in these altars if you will choose to let the Lord become your salvation. Because the help of man is vain. We have to trust in the Lord. So tonight, no matter what you're facing, whether it's a physical need, whether it's a spiritual need, whether it's a life need of just needing God to deliver you, for God to be your salvation, liberty, liberty from illusion that the enemy is lying to you. Deliverance from a sin or the power of it. The deliverance from putting your faith in man and turning back to where we need to be, to the Lord. Tonight, let the Lord be your salvation. Like I said, not every day is easy. Not every day is just peachy. There's a lot of hard days. In Revelation, it tells us to stay steadfast and repent. Steadfast is unmoving from the laws of the Lord. Steadfast from participating in the things of the world you know you shouldn't partake in. Steadfast in God becoming your salvation every single day. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. I just challenge you tonight as we open these altars to come. I know that maybe this ain't some fire-breathing Holy Ghost message. I'm not running and jumping like Pastor does sometimes. But what I've brought to you tonight is the truth. It's the truth of the written word of God that you can stand upon.
God to be your salvation from whatever your struggle is. Yours is different than mine. But he's still God of Jehovah, the provider. So tonight I challenge you to come and find you a place to pray and call out to the Lord. Because he already knows your need. We know that. I'm not preaching anything that we don't know. But somebody tonight might need reminded of it. So tonight, if you need the Lord to become your salvation, once more, or you know that you're going to need Him, you can just go ahead and start calling upon Him right now. Lord, Father God, tonight we come before you. Lord, thankful for your faithfulness. Thankful for your promises, Lord, of who you are. Lord, tonight that you tell us to come to you with our problem. Lord, that you tell us that there is no Savior beside you. Lord, tonight, help us to see it, Lord, Father God. Even through the land of drought, just as your word says, it's not just drought, but it's great drought. Maybe it's been dry for a while. Maybe the Lord hasn't got to your need just yet because he's still proving you. He's still working on you and waiting for you to say, okay, God, I can't do it. Lord, come and become my salvation. Lord, 